Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to Red Men Radio, the Liverpool podcast from us, me, Paul Machin and, and this week Ross Chanley of the Red Men TV. Um, those of you who don't know Ross, you should do by now, but he's the guy who makes our Twitter account the wonderful place that sometimes. it is. Sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally it gets things wrong, but we all do, we're all human, yeah. but your hits are far greater than your misses. Yep. On Twitter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we're going to kick off question. Then it comes from Kyle William Hamilton uh, on our Facebook group. Um, if you are a subscriber to the RedmenTV.com, you can join that group and then you can send in questions via that. I mean, you can just send them in via Twitter. Or you can subscribe and be in that group. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Ross gets it. Yeah. Ross gets it. Um, so it says, make an England starting 11 with Liverpool players past and present. What team would you pick and how far do you think they get in a World Cup? Ross Chanley, what have you gone for? So, I, how, can, I, I just, can I preface this with how recent bias, how, how recently biased is your team? Well, it was at first and then, I quickly realised that I'd have to put David James in goal and then thought, I'm just going to change the rules, if there were rules. So, originally, I, I picked him and thought, I should just pick it on people that I've seen play. Ooh. And then thought, no, actually. I'll because just... it would have meant David James being in goal. goal. Yeah, and then I thought... As opposed oh. to Ray Clements. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so, I've gone for Ray Clements, and for the same reason, I initially had Nathaniel Klein at right back. I thought, <laughs> I don't like that. So, uh-huh. I went for Phil Neal. Okay. Centre-arse, Carragher, Phil Thompson. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I've gone for. Left back, I had to go for Milner because I couldn't think of anyone else, and then Alan Kennedy. <laughs> okay. Um, I gone for a four four two diamond here. Oh, the diamond. Yeah, I like yeah. It. So Gerard playing deep. Okay. Beardsley at the top of the diamond. That's a shout. Oh, that's well better than one I've done. Go on, carry on. I'm changing right now. <laughs> I'm changing. I'm changing. This is fucking stupid. I've just totally overlooked. Go on, carry um, on, carry on, carry on. Stephen Manor on the right wing. Yeah, yeah. Barnes, <laughs> Barnsley on the left. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got I got stuck up top because there was there's some people I haven't seen play. So for example, Roger Hunt, I could have had in there, and I thought I've got no right to put him in because I've not even seen clips of him. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, as much as it killed me, I went for Owen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Fowler because he's the only reason that initially I support Liverpool and watch football was okay. down to him. He was my favourite player as a kid growing up. Now, yeah, very similar now, particularly because I've realised the error of my ways. <laughs> um, right, I I put Phil Neal at left back um, okay. just for just yeah. to shoot on him because I, 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 I didn't put Alan Kennedy in because again, stupid, and I, I'm not going to rewrite that. Um, but I wanted to shoot on either Rob Jones in at right back yeah. because he should have been. If you two you don't know. He was the best right back England had, best right back Liverpool had, uh, and just injury problems kept him out. And the reason why Gary Neville is so highly lauded, and the reason he played in so many international tournaments, is simply because Rob Jones got injured. That's the only reason, because England just were, he was the next best right back option that the country had. Um, failing that though, Trent, um, yeah. who's played yeah. one game for England just, or whatever. Well, I thought 
current players won't be a thing either. Okay. We decided in the office, otherwise you could have had a couple of people. Well, yeah, to be fair, I um, pardon me, I come very close. I put Gerard in the midfield. I, I the, the I hadn't called it a diamond, but I put Keegan as more yeah. as a more advanced player in that regard. I did have McManaman on the left and to shoot in because I ran. I didn't. I couldn't think of anyone for the left wing. Okay, <laughs> John Barnes. You've been singing World in Motion all I've week. I've been singing World in Motion. I have played World in Motion every single day, several times for the last week, and I completely forgot John Barnes. Uh, he's in now. I've rectified that, but I would it would have meant Sterling on the right wing in a four four two. But then, and I, that's the problem is that that's going to make me look stupid because everyone hates Raheem Sterling at the moment. Yeah. Um, I went for Owen and Heskey up front. Okay, because I went for a team that functions whereas Fowler and Owen could not, could not play together oh, Fowler's just been Fowler. my favourite player yeah. of all time um, I actually went for a manager as well because I thought you know, that might be a thing Ooh. so it was a toss up between obviously Keegan who's been England manager mm-hmm. and Roy Hodgson so I went for Mike Bassett instead okay <laughs> solid, yeah. solid solid because Ricky was in last week and thought you know I'll be nice okay cool well let us know then if you're watching whose team do you think was the best even though they're basically almost identical yeah. it's effectively who do you think was a better striking partnership of Owen and Heskey or Fowler and Owen and okay. you changed yours halfway through the, the thing uh, or Beardsley is the guy behind the front two um, okay just briefly then what we're going to be getting through this week we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, Nabil Fakir and some news in brief then we're going to talk about Jordan Henderson and how he seems to be winning people over at the World Cup which is great we've got a little bit from our Liverpool Latest podcast and we're going to be answering loads of your questions that you've sent in via the aforementioned Facebook group and by Twitter as well let's kick it off then so Nabil Fakir's agent came out yeah uh, and just relit our fire. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Uh, except it's not. I'm so bored of talking about this player. He's intimated that, that it's not over yet. The story's not over, Ross. Um, the reason it's not all done and dusted, the reason it won't go away is because because something might yet happen. Um, what's your take on that? I, I'm getting to the point where I don't care anymore. I've emotionally invested too much of my time and my life into this deal. I, I know we spoke about it the other week of over the weekend it was in the build up to it, it was gonna happen. Refreshing Twitter every five minutes. Liverpool were were tweeting on the hour every hour, but nothing to do with Neville Fakir. Um Melissa Reddy, uh, Paul Joyce had all confirmed that you think it's gonna be done mm-hmm. and it just seems to be dragging on and it's just like I've not bothered either way anymore. I just I just want I just want closure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that's too much to ask for. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. I've got other things to occupy me. Since when that was on, the World Cup wasn't on, so you don't have a distraction. Now I can just switch off and go and watch six hours of footy a day, which which I'm, I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the player himself, we did so much work on him that week and, and watching so much. There's no denying his quality and his ability, but I'm just kind of like, nah, no. I, I to be honest, I did it. I talked about it on the news show on. Today, as we're recording, but uh, Tuesday to anyone who's, who's listening to this or watching this on a different day, I thought it was a, it was just an intelligent PR move from his agents, just to keep people talking about it, keep his name out there, and also maybe sow a little bit for potential other suitors. Yeah. You know, if your your guys now kind of been hung out to dry a little bit by this deal collapsing, you can't. You probably need to get them out of. Arthur Leon, Leon will be willing to accept a, a, an amount of money. We know this at this point, and there's, there's probably a, a, a you could probably make a reasonable approximation. It's about fifty-five million quid. If he says this and he comes out and says it's still on, it's a possibility. You might it, he might be engineering a situation where a situation whereby another club thinks 
we'll nip in here and we'll get this done and we'll get we'll, we'll nip him in uh, underneath Liverpool's nose. Uh, as opposed to it being a situation where Liverpool have stone cold walked away from this deal because of their fit, because of the, the fitness issues and whatever. So there's that. And I was talking to you in the office about this. I've just done press box and LFC, LFC TV with Dave Maddock, who has become the, the man, the man of yeah. the transfer window. And he, you know, his stance is, you know, we didn't talk too about it too much in depth, but his his stance is what we've seen from him on Twitter was that he believes it's possible that Liverpool might yet go back after after his involvement in the World Cup. And in that regard, looking at the story from the other side, you can see how there was a very short time scale in which to get this deal over the line before he went away, you know, that he was going to be allowed to work within because of the complications with the getting the second opinion on the on, on the knee and what have you and Liverpool probably having to put more thought into it. You know, it's not a right sound, this is all fine, there's your money, get it done. It's like we probably do need to just have a little a little bit more of a think about it before we commit. We still like the guy. We still think he's the right fit for Liverpool. But at fifty five million pounds, that doesn't become it's not a bargain anymore. That's actually a bit more of a a risk, so I I I hope we do. I, you know, honestly, from what from what I've seen, and, and I, I, I'm quite happy for us to get it over the line. If it's if Liverpool are happy with it, then I, I'm happy with it. Yeah, it's it's all conflicting reports. It's, it's hard to understand what's going on. The one thing for me was that Olas was adamant from the start that it would be done after the World Cup, mm-hmm. and whether he's obviously playing games and being a business guy. And yeah. fair enough, fair play to him. But then Liverpool haven't come out and said anything either, which is like yeah. we've seen with Virgil Van Dijk. You know, we're not interested in a player. But then we've gone and got him. Well, we did Nav- 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 Mares in, in January. We yeah. come out and said, you know, that it was it was known that yeah. Liverpool weren't interested. And we made a bit of a, a bit of a, a joke about it, didn't we? How um, it's done. That, well, no, more like Liverpool were good, rather than tapping people up, we were going to reverse tap people up by saying every player's name that we weren't interested in. Yeah. And then if you were left, if you were left, and we hadn't denied an interest in you, that meant it was, it was on. on. That meant it was on. Um, so uh, yeah, it's given me a, a slightly more hope. This last couple of days, this might yet be- become a thing, but not so much that I'm going to lose my head no. over it because there's no sense, no, no sense no. at all. Nick Pope, then uh, he's being background check. Now you guys did a, a bit on this on the um, Reds transfer roundup show with Steve. Yeah. Uh, what was the general consensus? Okay, uh, it was it was it was a bit mixed. It's like the, the way the discussion went was obviously the our black and Allison things looking further and further away at the minute. Mm-hmm. So you go and get the the net the best in the next bracket. And he's potentially one of them. You know, at 26, he's got Premier League experience. Um, I haven't had any stats, stats before, but if you want them stats, go over to the website yeah. and watch the transfer. Yeah, um, because the podcast. Well. I don't know. It's just not the wow factor. You had Melian last week, and she said the next goalkeeper has to, has to be a statement and stuff. And I, I agree with that. I've said this all along. If you struggle to find decent goalkeepers nowadays, and if someone on the market, just go go all out and get them because you you're in danger of putting yourself in trouble for three, four years. Yeah, I think you, you're right. And I think this is why like the Fakir stuff is what it is. I mean, I know he's not got tons of like international experience and he's, he's, had, he's had a couple of good seasons. He's a bit of a like, you know, he's not been world class for, for years and yeah. years and years. But you can see you can see what you're getting in by him. You can see he's an upgrade on a lot of what we do in midfield in terms of the, the offensive stuff. You've seen what we've done with Virgil van Dijk and you can see with the goalkeeper situation as well. The, the issue we've got, I, I can't remember where I've said this, but... I think you paraphr- to paraphrase Jurgen Klopp on centre halves last summer, 
there's not many there's not many goalkeepers better than the goalkeepers that we've got because and, and people will again people will do exactly the same as they did with the centre back thing people will laugh they will laugh heartily at the thought that there aren't many goalkeepers better than uh, Lodis Carius old smoke hands as they would call him <laughs> and you know Mignolet and Danny Ward but we see now what he, what Klopp meant about the centre halves it's that look, we're not Fulham and we're not Burnley and we're not Everton and we're not you know we if we want to improve Liverpool it's going to cost a lot of money and there's a very very small pool of players who will there's no guarantees but it's close to guaranteedly come in and improve what Liverpool do and that's the issue is that okay maybe we're in a situation this summer where there's a, there's a couple of them who might be around and about people say Oblak but I don't think Oblak is you know I, I think people say it like because we know his name yeah, he's somehow available, and maybe, maybe you know, maybe, maybe there's a, re- maybe there's a the release, you know, release clause stuff or whatever. The Allison stuff is, is another one. Is he? Is he? Is he good? You know, is he so good? I've seen him three times and not been overly convinced of. I've seen it. You know, I've seen some of the saves he's made. I've seen him make strings of saves. Same with Oblak. You know, his yeah. highlight reel looks absolutely phenomenal. And I made a point actually of watching Carius as one from Mainz just to see if you know, because if he looked just as good, and no, he never. <laughs> um, just to clarify, he didn't look quite as good. Um, but the thing about the this this is the situation Liverpool are in. <laughs> You are going to, to make that statement goalkeeper signing. You're going to have to spend upwards of 50 million quid on a goalkeeper, and it's such a difficult position because look, Carrius Carrius was 90 minutes away from being absolutely nailed on Liverpool's goalkeeper for the next couple of seasons at least, and he had an absolute shocker. Circumstances around the concussion thing, I think, again, should be always taken into account in that regard. But this is what happens with goalkeepers. You can spend that money on a goalkeeper and they can be absolutely destroyed in 90 minutes of football. Look at if David De Gea did what he did in that Spain Portugal game in the final of the World Cup. He would never be allowed. The, the Spanish public would never allow him to play for Spain again. I know people who are Spanish fans. The Spanish media is saying it, and it's you know, my brother-in-law is not Spanish, but he, we, he, there's a long story why he, he takes Spain as his national team, and he actually really pays attention. He watches all the games. He's mad, he's mad into it. Pablo Machin, yeah, yeah, Pablo Machin. <laughs> um, but no, he um, he he doesn't think David Hayes is good enough, and it's like I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like Pepe Reina all day, and I'm like, nah, I don't. Like, I disagree. Yeah. But the point is, these opinions these opinions are, exist out there. I I don't think it's a, a just bringing it back to Nick Pope, he's fine, isn't he? It doesn't wow me, and I don't no. think when you look at that, everything you just said, if he came into Liverpool, so I just, would he start every game? That's, that's... I'd rather go, and I've I've never been one of the people who's been by, who's banging the drum for Casper Schmeichel. Okay, but I would go and buy Casper. I would go. And, I'd rather just go and buy Casper Schmeichel. If I'm honest, you know what I mean. I, if we were going to buy a goalkeeper from the Premier League, it was available. I'd rather just go for him. And I've never said that before. No. I just think he's just ultimately he's not as good as his dad. And if you want to be, you know, <laughs> exactly. and, you know, there's comments we've had on the on the on the Facebook page there. You know, it's a really long one. I'm sorry I didn't put it in the podcast the agenda this week. But you need an elite goalkeeper. He's a Premier League winning goalkeeper. As well. well, he is. Yeah, and no, that that that'd be a factor. Here's the thing on Allison. He, this is his last se- That season just gone was his breakout season. Yeah, he was understudy to Wojciech Szczesny prior to that. 
Yeah. Can I just can I just draw everyone's attention because there's people who will go, well, he's been really good. I don't care what people say about Wojciech Szczesny. And look, I think as he, he ended up at Juventus, he's going to be Juventus' first choice goalkeeper next, next season. By default, because Buffon's retired, yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched Wojciech Szczesny, who was relegated to Arsenal's under-23 side, from the first choice goalkeeper to the under-23s goalkeeper. And I watched him at Anfield, and he was fucking horrendous against Liverpool's kids. And this is the guy who Alisson's unseated he's had one amazing season, and it has been an amazing season by the way and obviously he's the Brazil national goalkeeper which is which is a thing I I don't know I just don't think any of these lads like the Nick Popes and the Jack Butlands no. and Allison. our black is the only one I think he was consistently proving himself if I'm perfectly yeah. honest but that's the problem of there's no one else out there he can go and get out of there's five world-class goalkeepers yeah. they're out there at the minute David De Gea just signed a, a new contract for 350 grand a week and there's a reason why it's 350 grand a week is because they'd be screwed if they sold him yeah. because well, he's, no he's, he's, worth, he's worth he's worth a striker's way to them oh, yeah. because he wins them as many games as well not as many games as centre forward does but you take my point he yeah. wins he, he, he is the best at what he does and that's what you've got to do is to keep all of those players uh, it's a tricky one it's a very tricky one it's the biggest it's the biggest test I think in terms of transfers that this manager's had to face since he's, since he's come in because ultimately it's such, it's it's the only genuinely specialist position left. Yeah. Because you look at what we, our, our our buying policy is fluidity and it's adaptability and it's the ability to play in more than one position. Every play, single player in our team, with the exception of probably Andy Robertson and Dejan Lovren, but then I, I'll caveat Dejan Lovren with he can play both sides of the yeah. of the centre back pairing for the centre back, which is all right. Everyone else can play in more than more than one position. Goalkeepers are goal goalkeepers are goalkeepers. And unfortunately the way we play football, as I said, we're not a mid table Premier League team where you just get in a lad who's dead agile and he's dead good at making saves. It was a noticeable difference once we got carriers properly embedded into the team and how we played with him and Virgil van Dijk with a with a, a centre back and a goalkeeper pairing that understood our method of play. We were significantly better for having that. Because let's be honest, you could go out and buy Minule. You could you just keep Minule, or you go and buy for every for every goalkeeper you buy, you could you you're just as likely to end up with another Simon Minule, and that's why it's so difficult. That's the problem as well. If, if Minule is going, what do you do with Carius then? Because the next person you bring in, in my mind, has to be better. But putting Carius onto the bench will just destroy him even more. And yeah, like I said a couple of times of what you do with him now because if well, his head goes then yeah, you, you, I, a lot of this I think depends on how highly we rate Danny Ward and how highly we rate Camille Grabara mm. and I don't think Grabara's going to come in but I mean you do you think Danny Ward if is good enough to compete with Carius because I've got no if, if we think he's good and I quite I like Danny Ward from what I've seen of him I've got no problem with us reversing the roles from last season you start Carius yeah. and you make Ward your Champions League goalkeeper or whatever, and then you you see who's the best fit for how you play as the season progresses. And if Carius rediscovers his best form or gets better, then fine. You, it's, not co- it's not cost you anything. No, but if Danny Ward would have played more than one game last uh, season no, if, he, I, if he thought anything of him. That's no, my only concern. Yeah, and, and that is it. That is that. That's been. I agree in, in that. That's been the sort of pretty, That's been my logic on it too. Yeah. If I'm perfectly honest, um, but first for me, from what I've seen of both. Rather than spend twenty million pounds on Nick Pope, who has had a good season to be sure, but 
you yeah. know yeah. Danny Ward had a good season the season before albeit not yeah. a, not, yeah. not at Premier League level I, yeah <sighs> this is the first transfer window where I've just kind of been like go and get who you want because there's transfers which is Andy Robertson yeah. where we all questioned it and you kind of go well, actually you can make something from nothing I know he's not nothing but they've seen something in him yeah. to go well, actually you, you'll fit what we do and if, if whoever it is even if, if it's Nick Pope then I'm kind of alright with it but yeah. Butland is not so much because you seem to make mistakes but like when I was researching um, Nick Pope today for the transfer show I typed in um, Pope mistake or Nick Pope mistake <laughs> not Pope lots of, <laughs> lots of black smoke <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and th- th- there was nothing. All right. So I was kind of I was looking for a weakness. Just like, like, no, no child molestation scandal. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, history. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I, I'm sure he has done like throughout his career. The only thing that concerned me with him was he he's been on seven loans. Yeah. And it's like why is why has no one picked up on him sooner than it, that? Because it, 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 he's 26. Well, this is the thing. He's later for a goalkeeper. Yeah, I understand I mean, that. It happens, doesn't it? And you know, it with some, some, sometimes people, sometimes people don't get a chance because they don't get a chance, mm. and sometimes people get a chance and it's all they, it's all they needed to kick on. Particularly, that's the other thing with the goalkeeper situation. You can't prove yourself good enough as a goalkeeper unless you're playing footy. Yeah, and that's maybe where Danny Ward's fallen down as well. Is that there's just you know, we've got Min- we had Mignolet. We owed it to Simon. Maybe there's a degree to which we owed it to Simon Mignolet because, you know, he didn't spit the dummy out and he worked yeah. hard. And maybe that maybe that was to keep him. We couldn't afford to have a Simon Mignolet go from being our first choice goalkeeper to being to playing the under twenty threes. Yeah, yeah, because the carries got injured. For something you you rely on. Exactly. You know, attitude ex- exactly. So yeah, yeah. well, a, a tricky one. I'd be interested to see how it develops as we move on. Um, just uh, for the last thing, thing of news and brief, it's been reported that Daniel Sturridge's asking price is being set at around fifteen million quid. Um, you know, it was thirty probably in January. I would still be, I would be laughing my tits off if Liverpool got fifteen million quid for Daniel Sturridge. Yep, as was I. <laughs> I love Daniel Sturridge, but yep. he just he doesn't fit our system. He's, everyone knows his injury record is terrible. He went out on, on West Brom to go and prove himself and try and get the England squad. Didn't work out very well for him, which is why his his asking price has been slashed in half by the look of it. Um, I, I wish him all the best for the future, but I, I just you, you can't see a future for him at Liverpool Football Club at no. all. It's a damn shame because he's so talented. Yeah. He's such a talented footballer. And he needs to go to a football club that totally understands his physical needs. And West Brom was a fucking stupid decision. Stupid. Just yeah. ridiculous. Oh, he's got family around that area, though, hasn't I he? I know. Yeah. I look, he's a, he is yeah. a brummy, isn't he? Yeah. You know, by all accounts. You know, and I, so I get it. But in terms of like a... You consider so many of his injury problems were exacerbated under Roy Hodgson in England. Yeah, you know, you go into another one of those, another one of those type of managers, whether it was you know briefly Tony Pulis and then obviously you know uh, Tony Pulis, sorry, um, Alan Pardew, and and beyond. He needs to go somewhere. He's just going to respect the fact that you, you can't really train. But if you can get him on the pitch for 30 games a season, he'll probably score you 10 goals. And that 10 goals, when you look at who scored 10 goals in the Premier League last season, not many people. And the ones who did, you're talking about that fella, the uh, Glenn Murray scored double figures goals. You know what I mean? It's a, it's it's a pretty rare commodity. So you know there should be takers. There'll be someone willing to take a punt on Sturridge. I hope, but hopefully the for his sake, I hope it's um, he gets the good move and gets a. Gets He's a going to move. America, isn't he? He's got America written all over. Uh, yeah, I think he. I, 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 I would do if I was him as well. 
Yeah. Why not? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna be injured and not play, be in America. You might as well be in Miami. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Another four months out. I've got a beach again. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Rather than having to swim around the Albert Dock, uh, which is or Birmingham, or, 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 or just. Birmingham. Um, yeah, more transfer news in depth and detail. I think we've actually done that in, in fairly reasonable depth and detail. So trust me when I say that there's more depth and detail on the redmentv.com than I mean it. Um, hot Ray and Brewster talk. On hot Ray oh, and Brewster talk. That's it's no longer illegal because he's, he's 18. Um, the, uh, also, you talk about the goalkeeping situation, more yep. on the Fakir stuff as well. Any, anything else? Uh, there was a young Brazilian lad. Paqueta, 20-year-old midfielder, Brazilian, who's highly rated in Brazil, and I think Real Madrid and City were after him as well. Okay. Been linked with him. It's just all about Brazilians. Amazing. Fantastic. So, yeah, get over to the RedmanTV.com and sign up. Um, we will have a little clip from another thing on those lines in a minute. But first, Jordan Henderson. Mm. During the plaudits, we've got a question from Gaz Roach, who said, uh, will last night's performance make non-Liverpool fans see that Henderson is a good player uh, and LFC Mav said uh, on the Twitter, can we please put the Henderson can't pass myth to bed? This is a major point. All other clubs fans, as well as some of ours, need to take now on board and cement in their brain. I was that, that was the most pleasing thing about the England game for me last night, yeah. was nobody came out at the base level, nobody came out and went Jordan Henderson was shit. Um, and in fact, quite the opposite, there were pundits out there, Martin O'Neill like in particular, going out of the way to, to, to pick up his game. Great. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change the mindset of opposition fans though. I think there's obviously an agenda, a narrative of what he can and can't do. People think he's Tom Cleverley. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, a, there's just a generation of English players who aren't 20 goal a season or 20 assist a season and aren't barely crunches you know in the in the typical old school style and as such just don't people just don't get on with them and people and immediately lump them all in together and write them off it's not just his physical attributes it's his, it's his role within the within the team i think 13 14 he was box to box and he was that crunching tackles getting in everywhere and then he's changed for liverpool and for england his job is to Keep possession of the ball yeah. and and get it out to the wings and some people like Slayton go no he never passes forward and the sideways Henderson thing will improve last night on a couple of times that Martin O'Neill highlighted that he did but then so I saw someone else go well he doesn't do it every time well no because Who if does? he did because if he did that every time he'd give possession away and then he'd all slag him off for giving possession away yeah, yeah. that's he's supposed to recycle the play and give it to people to to create stuff or yeah. if it's on he will play it well this is the point exactly that is that. People, no one ever goes on about Busquets about how he doesn't score enough goals, by the way. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's a respect for the roles within the team, and I think it's a very misunderstood one. I think what was what was intelligent by Southgate was playing Dyer in there and then playing Henderson. I know I know Henderson was given the extra bit of time of recuperation after the, the, European, yeah. uh, the European Cup final, but that actually, I think, worked in his favour because people got to see Eric Dyer in, in the role and then Jordan, and, and the difference is stark. Dyer is a centre half playing at at Dia, and I think he's got a role. I think I think there'll, there'll come a time when England need to properly shut a game down, and I think having two having them two midfield, I think will be a good will be a good option. Um, or you know putting Dyer into the back three, I think fine also. But again, what Jordan Henderson does and what he's got a chance to show last night was that range of passing. There's a couple of just quick through balls over the top, a few rangy cross field balls as well. It's not. 
I think Gerard did it for effect a lot of the times, and I think Jordan Henderson has in the past tried to show off a bit too much, maybe to try and win some people over. But I think he's playing like a man who's comfortable in his own skin at the moment. Yeah. And look, look at the team he's in at Liverpool. He's playing for the European Cup finalists. Very nearly played for the champions of Europe in the midfield as captain. Yeah. And he's going to England and he's playing in a team that's got Kyle Walker at centre half. And you know, still got Gary Cale there, and Harry it's got Maguire. Harry Maguire yeah. playing centre back, and you know, Livermore fighting with Livermore for a place in the in in the in the squad, and he must be like, now I'm one of the best players in this team. Yeah. I am, and that's what I thought really shone for me was that he just looked, again, totally effortless, totally cool, totally at one with himself with his role and his position. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I think part of the problem has been for Liverpool fans is he's, he's lived in Gerard's shadow, which has yeah. been unfortunate for him. And maybe it's the same for, for England fans if they've watched Gerard for the past 10, 15 years and they think he's, he's capable of doing the same thing, but they obviously don't understand his play. One thing that we mentioned uh, this morning in the kitchen was the fact that he's not a captain anymore. Mm-hmm. Now initially, I, w- I wasn't pissed off with it because I don't really care about England, but I didn't realise the amount of pressure. I was a bit annoyed with that, that, he, yeah. that he didn't get the nod because again, he's, he's Liverpool's captain. Yeah. Harry Kane is not Spurs' captain, yeah. but they went they went with him. Um, but the pressure that's taken off him now, and it's all, it's all on Harry Kane to be a leader of men, and yeah. Southgate's been plugging it like you know that's what he wants to do. That's that that's his role. Yet last night that we saw Henderson was was dictating. Plays what to do and where where to play, and Getting I think in the Mag- yeah, face. yeah Maguire, uh, Maguire went up far left, and Henderson just filled his slot like no problem. Like that's kind of what I lead. I mean, we could be compared to Gerard Carragher yeah. this this morning. Yeah, fine if it takes the pressure off him, he's not going to be a, a scapegoat for England getting knocked out the group stages of how far they fucking get. I don't know, but yeah. no, no, I, I agree, and I think the thing is with Harry, Harry, there's a lot of pressure that comes with the England captaincy, and I think unfortunately because of how uneducated a lot of people are with. Footy and modern footy as well, and, and what was required of roles, 
it's too hard for someone in Jordan Henderson's position to win people over because he's had it with Liverpool. How is he supposed to win over people who don't really watch his performances? Yeah. You know, because he doesn't stick enough in the top bin. Because he's not he's not there. You know what I mean? We actually saw him there more in one game for England than we've seen for the vast majority of Liverpool season. He had a great shot. Um it was pretty yeah. it was pretty nice. It's it's well how I got excited yesterday. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but you know he um, it's it's far easier for Harry Kane to shoulder the burden of the of the pressure of captaincy because odds are he's going to score in a game because he's really yeah. good at scoring yeah. goals in games and he scored two then it's totally and I think the decision to give him the captaincy was totally and utterly vindicated because as we as we were saying as you were alluding to it's a it's a, a target on Henderson's back I think for the media yeah because people will look at it and go. Well, what's he doing? Well, you know, people start to question his all-round contribution when he's got the captain's armband. Whereas people, you cannot question Harry Kane with the captain's armband when he scores a goal. Yeah. Even though you should, because you should be looking and going, your captain should be doing that. Because people at the base level want to see captains leading the team. And if you're the guy who's winning football matches, then for most people, that's enough. That's enough leadership. That's the difference. There's, there's different types of leadership, isn't there? And he's doing it through performance, not through shouting at people. And they've got a balance of having both in your team and just one being basically the pin-up boy with a, a thing on his arm. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. go, go, go and do it. I'm chuffed I hope Henderson... Do, I, I hope he continues to do what he does. And I I, I, I believe that he will, he will because, like I say, this is a... It's a big thing. He's, he's at a world. He's at a World Cup, and he's earned the right to be there. You know, he's had a little bit of competition. He's had that little battle with Dyer for the for the starting eleven as well. You know, I, I can't see. There's no way I, I, in my head anyway that, that Henderson would come out for any other reason other than just to make sure he's fresh for when you get to. You know, hopefully when they get out of the groups and they get to the, to, to, to the knockout stage. The other thing as well is he, he's been captain for club and country for so long. He's not got that through. Charity, I see. He's always like, oh, he's a really nice guy. We think of ball making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got qualities yeah. behind it that, that we don't see. Yeah. Well, he keeps he's... getting picked by by managers yeah. who you know have had varying degrees of success in their careers, but some of them have had good. You know, Jurgen Klopp is a very, very good manager. We love the bones of Jurgen Klopp. We, you know, we we constantly talk about how he's getting it right and all the good things he's doing. Doesn't have to give Jordan Henderson the captain's armband. Just know it to him. Yeah. He knows, knows Henderson absolutely nothing. Look at the players that he's, he's shipped out. He's he's got no problem. People think they say he's a bit sentimental at times or whatever. I think he I think people confuse what he does during a season with what he does in closed seasons. He keeps faith with people when the season's on because you can't Battle not. Battle confidence. Can you? Your, player, yeah, yeah. your player. Why would you ruin someone who actually has got the ability to to do stuff for you on a football pitch? But he don't, I don't think he holds sentiment when it comes to the transfer transfer market. If he thinks he can upgrade, he'll go out and upgrade. There's players that we've. Like these players, you could have, you know, could have. Like, let's look, let's use Joe Allen as an example of this. Joe Allen is a perfectly fine Premier League level midfielder, and Joe Allen would have had, you know, we could have done with Joe Allen in the last 10 games of this season. Now, I know we're a couple of years removed from, from leaving, but he could have done a job for us over the years, but he's just, he, he doesn't care. He'll find people who fit, and he, at the moment, it looks like he thinks. Yeah, Henderson fits. Attitude's a massive thing for him as well. Yeah. We've seen people have, have been of good quality, and if you head's not you know, Emery Chan, yeah. prime example, or, or, or Coutinho, like if you're not willing to be part of what we do and have the right mental attitudes for what this club wants, yeah. not, don't care how good you are or, or what your price is. See you later. Yeah, we're not look at look at Paul Pogba, right? And they, look, the they're different players. I know they both play in midfield and what have you. And look, people, I think people over egg the pudding of. He's, he's crap or whatever. Paul Pogba's not crap, no. and he and he had, and his performances have been absolutely fine by and large in terms of goals and assists return and what have you. 
But that that he's playing in a team that's got loads of really big individuals, and he is a really big individual. Jordan Henderson has gained the level of consistency in the last, you know, when he's been on the pitch, he's been able to get himself physically on the pitch. Nobody, nobody, nobody ever complains about Jordan Henderson's attitude. Nobody ever complains about his work rate. Nobody ever complains about his endeavour. Some teams need to have world-class players in every position. Jordan Henderson's not world-class, and I don't think he ever will be, but he doesn't need to be. No. Because he's got he's a very good footballer, he's a very intelligent footballer, and he combines that with sheer determination, bloody-mindedness, and you know, you know, work rate and everything in between. He serves a purpose for what we, we do, and he does it very well, and he seems to be doing it for England, so again, long uh, may that continue. That everything you just said is summed up for me, the fact that when he got sent off against City in 13-14, and yeah. um, obviously everyone knows what happened afterwards, but I still hold that in high regard as the reason, a part of the reason why we missed out yeah. on, on that title, because we missed him so much for, for three games, for all the qualities you've just said. It's just one of them things. If we'd signed him from Croatia or if he was Czech or he was Belgian or he was whatever we would give him loads more time. I've said this on this podcast before, we just don't like English lads. No. We just don't. No. We like Scouse lads, and we like foreign lads. And so, you know, sometimes we hate all of the above, but, you know, English lads, I think, have the hardest time trying to win Liverpool fans over because they just do. There's yeah. not glamorous. There's nothing exciting about signing a, a, an industrious midfielder from Sunderland. There's no. just not. There's just nothing that gets the blood racing about that. Whereas we all creamed our pants over Roberto Firmino, even though none of us had seen anything that he'd ever done. Yeah. But he was just this lad who had a, he was a Brazilian he forward. Did tricks. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know. So we, you know, that's the thing. You know. So I, like Adam Lallana, isn't it? Still won loads of people over. Whereas he's a tri- he's a tremendous footballer. It just is, is what it is. And I think for for non Liverpool fans and England fans, I think they need to like listen to each other in terms of. We watch Jensen on a, on a regular basis. I think we know more about that. Yeah. I was like, I was talking to Baz the other day, and I was slagging off Jordan Pickford, and he's actually no. I watch him week in week out, and I, I kind of thought, well, yeah, you know more than me. Especially who, who, who might say? Yeah, I still think he's still thinking shit. Though. The problem is, is the banter spills over into stupidity, and it's very easy just to be bloody minded yeah. and just write totally write it off because who cares? You, you could. Here's the thing: people do it with their own players in their own clubs. I like mean, uncle's great for this. Just hates everyone. Until they actually totally and utterly unequivocally prove themselves to be brilliant, yeah. and then he gets to he just gets to enjoy them being brilliant. <laughs> Reverse psychology, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you know, you know, odds are, if you just say someone's crap, you're going to be proven right because it's a very, very small percentage of footballers who actually make it to the genuinely elite elite level. So as you know, if you just say everyone's crap, you're probably you're probably going to look like you know loads about yeah. footy uh, eventually. That's the one thing about this, and I hope this is why England, I hope England is set up a bit differently. And I'm also glad there's not like Lallana's not there and Milner's not there and Oxford Chamberlain's not there to some extent because they it's just more pressure. Yeah, they, they will. The, the, the media will. They're being fine so far, but they will look to to, to tear people down, and all it's going to take is Jordan Henderson. Missing a penalty for England. Yeah. No one will look at like it takes massive bollocks to step up and take a penalty. You'd only ever get remembered as the lad who missed a missed a penalty. And I hope that you know, I, I I think he will have the bollocks to take that take one at some point. I hope he does, and I hope he fucking smashes it in <laughs> and does his scream celebration slide shit rip all that kind of stuff, and everyone gets to love him as much as I do. I bet mainstream media were dying in the last ten minutes watching his game last night, waiting just to go. Oh, he's been shit. He's not done this. He's not done that. And this guy, ah, 
down. Well, this is it. Is you know, all there's plenty of players who underperformed in that game, and they, you know they don't need to be talked about so much because it's not important. Because England showed what they can do in an offensive sense, and they won the game. Yeah. Despite some trying circumstances, sound. Yeah. But continue, continue on them and they'll be all right. Um, before we crack on, we were taking a load of your questions before we wrap up. Um, but we did the Liverpool latest podcast on Monday. Talked a bit about Rian Brewster. And some transfer stuff as well. Uh, it's exclusive for people who subscribe on the redmentv.com. Here's a little clip. The process for the VIR I thought was was fine. I've seen people going, well, if they're going to use it, why don't they stop it? No, they're doing it right. Yeah. Let the game play. Better, Let the yeah. video referees watch something. And if they see something that's worthy of it, you contact the referee and he goes, right, now I'm going to now I'm going to stop the game. Because if you end up with the debacle that was Liverpool versus yeah. West Brom, yeah. where you're yeah. stopping it. If every time someone goes check a VAR, check it, okay, I'll check. Stop, you know, yeah. it makes it two stop start. It's definitely better than that. Exactly. So, but the problem remained for me is that two things: uh, the, the the what the referee was then shown, but also I put a tweet out saying, "You've seen it all back. You've seen the VAR." I'm paraphrasing, but do you think? Do you still? Do yeah. you think it was a penalty? And the massive discussion. It was fifty fifty. Yeah. It was fifty fifty. Yes, and fifty and fifty fifty. No, I was oh, like, oh, like a, a couple of thousand votes or something. How is yeah. that? How is that? Yeah, it's not clarified anything. All you've done is make the wrong decision in a different way. Yeah, because. Honestly, like I say, I, I say this to Ben before. If the if the referee just plays on, which he has done, he's played on, and the players move down the field, you don't bat an eyelid because every one of us, I think, in normal time, went good tackle. Yeah. The commentators all said good tackle. We all thought we all we were all happy for the play to move on. I don't think I think you maybe it maybe gets looked at at halftime analysis, but I don't think people yeah. really go. And then what they do in halftime analysis, they go maybe maybe oh they find the angle where he touches it and they go oh no not a not a pen and that's 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 a, that's a talking point yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's done. Yeah, as I've mentioned and as I you know I will continue to mention because it's worth mentioning the redmentv.com. The people who subscribe to that website make everything possible. We do some great stuff on there. Uh, we've got a podcast coming up this week with Neil Jones, formerly of the Echo, now of Goal.com. Uh, podcast with Liam Prescott as well. We had an exclusive with Dave Maddock the other week. Melissa Reddy was in last week. That actually held itself really well because we did a lot about the role of journalists in in new media and how you report around transfers and embargoes and stuff. So it's not actually totally specific to players and news that's dated. If you want to get a little bit of an insight into how why the embargoes are set at half ten, how the Northwest sort of journalist pack works together when reporting Liverpool news, football news, and transfers, that kind of stuff, and a little bit of the stresses and strains that go with it, really, really interesting stuff with the the fabulous Mel Ready. So James Pierce next week too, and James Pierce. PSE, PSO, I don't think anyone's ever called them, any of them, um, but he will be in next week as well, so yeah, get involved, get involved, start a free month trial, see how you get on with it, uh, and uh, listen, if, you, if you're listening and you're watching, and you do have the trial, tell people about it in the comments, it always always helps, a little bit of positive word of mouth, never hurt, um, so yeah, please do, thank you very much, crack on then, Dylan, um, Dylan O'Rourke won, this is war one for me, uh, Ross, because you've not been here too much. But I will get your take on this anyway. Um, I've written two things down. Amazing. <laughs> uh, following the channel's birthday, what has been the best and worst moment over the years? Yeah, so uh, people saw it on Twitter. It's been eight years since we uploaded our first new video um, to YouTube. So we, we did a pilot of of what it was just called the Red Men at the time for LFC TV back in summer of two thousand and nine. It, it didn't get picked up. It sat around for a while. I, I chopped it all up because it was it, some of it was horrendous. It had like the guy who edited it for me um, put a load of like canned laughter in, and it was the 
west uh, so i had to cut around all that but i put the they've, they're all up there by the way if you've never seen them watch. they are terrible gary neville balloon one gary neville balloon of lart, lart attack yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot all about that um yeah there's some really it's vet the channel was very different in the early days i miss that old channel i miss us being able to just sit around and, 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 and jump around and dive around and do funny sketches and stuff but here we are here we are um yeah, so we, we we started doing new videos around the South Africa World Cup 2010, and yeah, it's great, and you know, always one of those things that people should remember. If they really like doing stuff, they should just push on and try it, no matter how stupid an idea it seems at times. Um, but yeah, best and worst moments. It's funny that there's a, my favourite expression of the season has been recency bias, um, and it's easy to remember the cool stuff. And we've had so much good stuff happen in the last t- twelve months that it's very hard for me to. It's a long. I've worked on it a long bloody time. Um, the dizzy pen stuff with Coutinho and Sterling was always a highlight. But honestly, Jurgen Klopp telling me that he watches yeah. what we do, I still haven't gotten over that. No. Um, so that's one of my highlights. Go on, Ross. You've been, you've been with us a year, and I think <laughs> I know. you know what what. Well, for sure, I've been given opportunity and getting a job here for sure. <laughs> a bit of brown music. Um, the live Sky Sports stuff. Like yes. I was just mugging off Gary Neville constantly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which one of my favourite things. Yeah, so yeah, those who don't know, we, we, we got invited to do a Man United preview with full-time Devils at Anfield with Neville and Carragher, and we just, across the board, destroyed Gary Neville on live TV. It was yeah. great. Yeah, it took it in turns. It was good. And, and the second one was um, when we went to Liverpool for the Christmas stuff. Just go and take some photos of merch and give us a fucking Christmas dinner. <laughs> give us a yeah, that was it. <laughs> on the afternoons, like, yeah. yeah. Got a chat with Daniel Sturridge, a bit of eggnog. Yeah. That was it. It yeah. was nice. Yeah, there's been a, there's some random stuff. I remember someone putting a post on a forum about seven or eight years, eight years ago, maybe, of saying, "Have you seen this thing? It's called thing called the Red Men." Um, yeah, they've not been going long, and they're already getting interviews with Gerard and Carragher. Um, we're going to start our own one, and it's going to be bigger, and it's going to be better. And I've, I, and I, so, some of the person who showed me the post, I just said, "I just said, fair fucks to you. Go ahead, go, go, go ahead, knock yourselves out." Because, like, I remember we got that Gerard and Carragher interviews through Diddy Man's book launch. That was the first time we had Diddy Man come in, in our house, uh, come in the back room of my house in the original one of the original studios. You know, we fucking grafted our bollocks off, and they, they were the very small highlights. And it still is like that. You know, it's still largely it's us here on the couches talking about the Reds. Every now and again, someone dangles a little carrot or something, something cool, and you just I always say, just be nice to people and work hard, and things hopefully start to tend to work in, in your favour. But playing Pro Evo with. Um, Genie Wijnaldum was pretty cool I enjoyed yeah. that and to be fair Lottis Carius last season even though he got himself chipped um, because Andrew he brought Gomez. himself out Andrew Gomez well and uh, Firmino Divock oh, and Divock well. yeah. 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 yeah it's been a few it's been good it's been a very good very good time had by all so far if you've been subscribed to the channel for a while now let us know some of your highlights and your best moments in the comments below Sticks, if you, you should be able to stick links in if you can stick links in as well for people by all means do if you want to go back and laugh at some of the early stuff as well yeah some of the like the stuff that we thought was amazing at the time just we just used to think if you put a good quality camera in front of you you're just fine not thinking about sound quality or lighting or, or yeah yeah it's horrendous but look at it now if you think it looks shit now <laughs> look how terrible it was then, then come back to this and we ask how good it is now exactly yeah. that's what I mean get some perspective yeah. Um, and yeah again thanks very much for everyone who's helped us along the way but yeah been been a, been a wicked ride and not over yet um, Joe T. Pridgen favourite away kit 
Uh, first and foremost, what, what I've, got, I've got two. So 96, 97, the cream one. The Ecru. Yeah. Yes. That one. Uh, and then the year before that, sorry, the, the one with the like turquoise squares. Patches on it. Yeah, like the, the green yeah, check one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, to be fair, I've got both of those shirts. I had both of them shirts at the time and I can't stand the, the quarters one, even though it is fairly iconic. Yeah. I mean, because we lost the FA Cup final in, in that kit. I think it was around that time, I, I, that's when I started getting into football, was 96, 97. It's like the, kind of the first ones I can remember. The two for me, because um, you actually just reminded me of it, I've, it's actually, I've got it outside there, 93, 94 away. So it's the it's white with green arms and the black three stripes on the side. Pure yeah. Oh, yeah, vintage yeah. foul yeah. for me. Uh, I think we played Crystal Palace first game of the season and beat them like four or five nil yeah. or whatever at Sellers Park. First ever away game as well. Love that kit. Other than that, I, all the grey away kits. So okay. 88, 89, 90 and then 08, 09. When we brought that 0809 kit out, and it was a throwback to my because that was like my first season yeah. as a Liverpool fan in '89. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, this, and then obviously we went and smashed Man United it's at Old Trafford yeah. in that one as well. So, yeah, definitely that. Um, and he says, Will we ever have Nike as our sponsor? I'd be over the moon if and when that happens now. Nah, Nike's wall, mate. Um, they're all the same, and Nike make the way, Nike yeah. are the worst, the absolute worst. I would honestly rather have Yule Sport. Did you see that Costa Rica kit? It's nice. It's yeah, that nice. Um, no, I people go mad. Nike are for me. Nike are to kit makers what FIFA is to football games. What Cristiano Ronaldo is to attacking players. It's just, just glossy and saccharine and just. Yeah, just a bit the, corporate. The, like I don't know. Adidas is a massive corporation, by the way, and I know New Balance is too, but. You can associate that with Liverpool, though, can't you? And it's obviously a massive round there. The, the, the total Nike stuff that Nike did around the early 2000s, like, it was all over that. The boots and that was, mm. were good, but it's like... Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong, yeah. it's not like Nike don't have iconic kits. I've yeah, just yeah. literally ordered the um, Brazil Ronaldo 98 shirt, and they made some great you know, they made some great boots and some decent footies and stuff along the way. Like, But... Um, some of the some of the stuff they've done for Man United have not been have not been done. No. Here's the thing, I, I'd have added us all day long. The last time they had Liverpool's kits, they made some terrible Liverpool kits. Like they made some really nice ones, yeah. but like that 2010 home kit, which they tried to wear the 1990 one with the flex, it's just ill fitting and crap. Yeah. They made that horrendous white and blue, pale blue one with like the the sash on it, which should have just been red, and it would have been absolutely fine. By the way, um, some of the away in Turkey, they made some mad decisions. Not as mad as the early days of Warrior, mind you. But um, <laughs> I, what the problem with Adidas and and Nike to some extent, but more Adidas because Nike Nike template too much. Is that you look at Bayern, Bayern Munich? I would have have had pretty much every Bayern Munich kit as Liverpool's kit, apart from maybe this season's one. They've had some amazing kits that should have been Liverpool ones. Forest have had some amazing Adidas kits in this time as well. We, you've got to be one of the truly, truly elite clubs for Adidas to break the mold a little bit. When we last had them, our third kit was that black one with the red like square almost on the front of it. That was Real Madrid's goalkeeper shirt at the same time. Brilliant. And I was like, nah, well, there you go, that was done. And what happened, I'm, I'm tangenting this, by the way, yeah. what happened was our Liverpool's deal with Addy was coming up and the, we said we want X amount of money and Liverpool had dropped out of the Champions League at that point and they turned around and just said, 
Liverpool don't represent value for money for us anymore. So they, uh, they didn't want to, they didn't offer us the right deal. And then Warrior came in and offered us mega bucks. And yeah, they had some some crap kits. But now we're at New Balance, and I quite like the New Balance kits. I think they're doing a pretty yeah a pretty absolutely. decent job. And although they are that the goalkeeper kits are always the same as Celtics and Portos and and what have you, I think they do a good job of making the, the Liverpool kits stand out. And that's Top. all we really want. New Awake, it's growing on me. Yeah, it's fine. I, I just don't want our kit to be Chelsea's kit in a different colour. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's 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 the problem. Um Okay. Kofi said what superheroes would enter Liverpool's first eleven and why, but I've I've amended this to just to keep it simple. Pick one superhero to make Liverpool into title winners. Okay. Do I have written four of these down? Okay. Decide. Hulk, centre back. Okay. It's obvious to stand out one. It's uh, red car waiting to happen, but carry on. Yeah, whatever. Yoda at centre forward, because you just think people think he's slowing in. Jump up and do, okay. some, do some mad shit. Uh, for equality, Catwoman. You fucking prick. <laughs> yeah. Catwoman on the wing. Right. I mean, just to clarify, yeah. I mean, we are talking about a world in which superheroes can play football. Yeah. Catwoman's a woman. She wouldn't be allowed to play in the in the. Well, this is in the first team. Okay, so aliens and, and so green monsters. She's not five. real, but she can play football, and because she's a woman, she can't play football. No, she can play football, <laughs> but she wouldn't be allowed to play. She's not. She's not male. She wouldn't be allowed to play in Liverpool's first eleven. This see. is not sexist. I'm not being sexist. It's just, the rules of the game. Like just the rules of the game. She's a superhero. Superheroes can't play she's football. She's not actually a superhero. She's a superhero. Yeah, she's a superhero. Or um, Captain America in goal. Just because of shield and stuff like that. I mean, again. <laughs> Bring your shield. Bring your shield. Um, you're hitting upon the right idea, but the correct answer is Spider-Man in goal. Yeah. There would be no better goalkeeper superhero than Spider-Man. Agility and things stick to his hands. Yeah. And if he's going to miss anything, webs. Yeah. And he can deal with concussion as well. <laughs> he just take a beating and yeah. comes back stronger. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. Uh, and finally, uh, Dan P 96 I feel like we know the answer to this question because we've talked about him a little bit already. But Harry Maguire to LFC, would you take him? A lot of people have asked us this um, since his performance last night. I And it was a great point made. I think it was made in the in the, in the the Facebook group. There's no shades of grey in people's analysis of Harry Maguire's performance for England. People thought he was either crap or he was the best centre-half they've ever seen. I tend to lean towards that I thought he was a bit crap. I thought he was crap and I wouldn't have him, based on based on his performances and the fact that I think since we got Virgil van Dijk in, he's kind of like the big guy in defence and he, he does most of the work and he's have like Lovren just kind of mops up you need someone with a bit of pace behind him and it, it, it wouldn't work so like hippier on show that's exactly exactly what yeah. that was I think it doesn't suit it We this is the thing we did a bit of a discussion on this around uh, Ball Street and Social Club I believe in that going back to our centre-back chat from earlier look at what's around is he is he as good as Virgil van Dijk no then what's the point yeah, you know, and and you're right. I think he need you need someone who's just gonna go and throw the body on the line. Maybe he's got a bit of that, like. But for me, he's can throw his head on the line. It's massive. Yeah, look, he's, <laughs> I think he's he's one of one of them. He's very. I think I think people think he's better than he is because he's massive and he's good for he's good for a big lad, isn't he? You know what I mean? Like he's for a, basically a big fat lad. He's got a good touch and he's quite he's quite nimble and he's got a, he's de- he's decent. And fine, look if Man City want to take a big plunge on him, let let them. Honestly, I mean I I sat in this room and slated stay all season long for for creaming his pants about Johnny Evans. But when Johnny Evans is moving for three million quid, yeah. I'd rather have taken a punt on Johnny Evans for three million than go and spend twenty plus on him. He's just another one for me. He falls into that bracket of Michael Keane, you know, etc. Yeah. etc. Et he's another one where if we were buying a centre half. For if we were just starting this project, 
at Liverpool, like Everton are kind of doing at the moment, where you just got an influx influx of cash and you just got to go and buy it up. Players who aren't players who aren't Sylvan Distant, players who aren't thirty five years old and are about to fall to pieces. That's fine. Whereas if we're going to go on and get someone who put to play in this first eleven, he needs to be a, an, an upgrade, a significant upgrade on Dejan Lovren. And is he really? I don't, I don't think he is. So thanks very much for the question, but the answer from us is no. But if you disagree, let us know in the comments below. Listen, drop a like on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you are listening to the podcast on any of the podcasting devices. As we've mentioned there, all the things that we've plugged today, the stuff that's behind the paywall, obviously people know us for video content, but the podcasting side of things, we've got you covered. So obviously we do this. Every single thing that we do, we do in a podcast form so you can integrate it into your native app. So if you've got Podcast Addict and what have you, go in there, put your feed in there, put your login details, and then you can listen to all of our exclusive subscriber content on your mobile, on the go, download it and get involved. So listen, there's no more of this worrying about your bandwidth costs. There's no more, you don't want to look at our faces. You simply don't have to. You can just listen to our dulcet tones. Thank you very much for watching and listening this week. Walk on. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.